Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And you're listening to the Spooky Hour. I don't even know what that is. It's it's trying to be um what is it? Is Halloween. It Halloween. Yeah, it's trying yeah. to be Halloween, but I feel like I'm too peppy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the remix version of Halloween. Yeah, like the pop the radio pop version. There we go. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Hi friends. Hello. Happy Spooktober. I know. It's already here, you guys. It's, okay, so technically we're a week early, but it's our podcast, and we'll do what we want to. Exactly. So we're celebrating Spooktober. That's the Canadian way of saying Spooktober. Spooktober. That's going on a t-shirt. I love it. Um, So yeah, we're celebrating Spooktober a week early because we can. Actually, it's not even a week. We're like a couple days early, but Mondays suck. So whatever. Um, but we wanted to celebrate the most wonderful time of the year with you, our beloved Spookies. Uh, we have a few tricks and a lot of treats coming your way next month, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, we've decided to make our episodes kind of, like, themed for the month of October. Mm-hmm. We've each picked our own top five things to count down every Monday until Halloween. There's more coming, but I don't want to spoil too much, so make sure you listen every Monday and keep your eyes on our socials to see what else we're concocting. Um, before I get into it, any banter for the week? um i honestly i just can't believe it's almost october yeah that's it man we're going pumpkin picking uh what next weekend yep and yep. i'm just fucking ready man i'm gonna have a pumpkin spice latte we're gonna pick pumpkins i'm gonna get some sort of pumpkin baked good uh yep. i'm gonna buy a pumpkin candle uh i'm gonna shove a pumpkin up my ass i was gonna say like, the shit out of pumpkin <laughs> but we're just we're just really excited that it's finally here this is like our favorite time of year and we now have an outlet for all of our uh, annoyingness because i'm sure our friends and family are fucking sick of us they are <laughs> and it's getting colder it's like like two degrees outside i don't know the what that leaves is in Fahrenheit. are so beautiful oh, oh my god oh my god my I'm whole way home now is oh yeah danielle's going camping i'm so jealous i can't join because i have no fucking vacation days left and i had um, to do it during the week because everywhere's booked now during the weekend well yeah one thinks they can handle camping in the fall because of covid and i'm gonna watch you all like suffer it's gonna be hilarious i know i can't handle camping in the fall i would literally just love ask it. danielle to send me a link to all of the things she has that are warm <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm not i'm not an avid camper i can't i drink that's it i camp and i drink i don't I drink. prepare i don't you know what i mean i'm not an outdoorsy person but i like drinking outside so <laughs> you should have seen her on our hike it was great okay she fell down the hill no she fell up the hill and then back down listen in my defense <laughs> i asked danielle how difficult is this hike compared i to- said it was difficult no you fucking did no Stuart said it wasn't difficult i said it was so i compared it to uh, a trail that we take the dog on all the time near us and that trail's like it's not hard but it's it's very uphill there's lots of like uh like stairs and stuff so i compared it to that one and they were like yeah it's just like that it fucking was not just like that <laughs> It was like 90 de- or not 90 degrees. It was like completely what's vertical in, in math terms. It was like vertical and, uh, it was just like, straight up. No path. It's literally like we were swinging from trees at one point to like get up the hill and it had rained for like a week prior. So it was just wet. Like it was, You're so dramatic. It was I love so it. outdoorsy, you guys. <laughs> but I will say when we got to the top, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, would absolutely do it again this time with water in my water bottle instead of vodka 
Oh, yeah, um, I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, neither of us brought water for some reason. We're like, you know what would be great for this walk? This three-hour fucking vertical hike? Vodka. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't learn. Time. Happy memories. And yeah. I had to throw out a pair of shoes, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, that's it. That's all we got going on is just fucking fall. I've sworn yep. a lot already. I'm so sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry, though. <laughs> um. So, with that, I guess we'll get into mine. So excited. Um, Obviously, my top five is my top five favorite true crime cases. They're not necessarily murders. Um, I'm really excited to cover these ones because a lot of people have been messaging and asking if we're going to cover some big name cases. So these ones are for you guys. These are all the big names. Um, I've said it multiple times. I try to gear away from the big names because you guys know them by now. I'm sure you're sick of hearing about it. But this is my chance to share my thoughts and feelings on it. And I'm ready for it. And we are ready for it. So number five is Ed Gein, which I thought was pronounced Ed Gein this whole time. Oh my God. (laughs) But it is not. So obviously I had to pick him. He is the literal creepiest thing to walk this earth. Um, For those of you who may somehow be unfamiliar with him, uh, Ed Gein, or she already did it. Uh, Ed Gein was known as the Plainfield Butcher and is the inspiration behind the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's iconic villain, Leatherface. I think that's really all you need to know about him, but let's continue for shits and giggles. Um, Edward Theodore Gein was born on August 27th, 1906 in Plainfield, Wisconsin. I want to make a 70 show joke. I was just, I was like, <laughs> I didn't think about that till just now. Um, Fuck you, Netflix, for taking it off. Oh, so upset. So predictably, his childhood was rather rough. His father was an alcoholic and his mother was said to be very religious and ver- verbally abusive towards him. Uh, despite her abuse, Ed adored his mother. Uh, he was sort of stuck in a constant cycle of wanting to impress her, but then being berated by her instead. I see a complex coming on here. Uh, not much else is said about Ed's childhood, except that he was extremely antisocial and only left the home to attend school, which is concerning because same. I was going to say like at me. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even go to school. So sometimes I read like descriptions about serial killers and stuff and I'm like, huh. (laughs) That sounds weirdly familiar. This is one of those times. (laughs) Uh, So he was bullied at school and teachers noted some weird behavior from him. Uh, One example given is that he would randomly burst out into laughter for no apparent reason in the middle of class, which is terrifying. At Holly getting tattooed. Oh my God. Yeah. We were just talking about that. I'm a laugher for some reason when I'm in pain. I like, and it's not nice laughter. I look a little bit crazy. It's like a manic laughter. Um so, so yeah, literally I'm Ed. literally Ed. <laughs> <laughs> um, his father passed away in 1940 when Ed was 34 years old. This left Ed and his brother Henry to care for her, uh, sorry, for their mother who had suffered several strokes by this time. And she was uh, pretty That's dependent sad. on their help. Um, his obsession with his mother only grew and apparently he gave off major creepy vibes because Henry was like concerned by their relationship. Oh. Um, The men were old enough now that Henry realized their upbringing was abusive and regularly talked back to his aging mother. Uh, He disagreed with her views on life. Like I said, she was like ultra religious. So he he disagreed with her views on life and Ed didn't like this very much. He didn't like that his brother was starting to stand up to his mom. So in 1944, there was a mysterious fire at the Gein's home and Ed called police to report his brother missing at the time of the fire. Um, so there's there's like conflicting reports about this. Uh, the first two articles I read said it was a house fire, but then another one said that they were doing like a controlled bush fire. I okay. don't know if, if you're familiar with that, but it's yeah. they purposely set shit on fire. Yeah. Um, so either way, there was a fire and his brother went missing. 
When police arrived, Ed was somehow able to lead them right to Henry's burnt body, despite reporting him missing. Um, and poor Henry was... That's not sketchy at all. Yeah. Uh, poor Henry was covered with bruises, but his death was ultimately ruled an accident and caused by the fire, which is kind of strange if you ask me. And uh, if you know anything about Dear Ed and where this is going, it's also pretty strange. Um, the Wait, following... so Ed had bruises on his body? No, Henry brother? did. His brother did. So he, he so died his... in the fire and he okay. was like burnt and stuff, but he was heavily bruised as if he was like assaulted. But okay, they so they like, he wasn't like burnt to a crisp. They were still able to determine yeah, they, that he's bruised. Yeah, they were still okay. able to determine bruises. Because um, I was like, maybe he was too burnt that they couldn't tell. But no, if they can see bruises, then yeah. And then um, I think the official cause of death on the on the autopsy was asphyxiation, but it wasn't by smoke inhalation. That's really it was just weird. asphyxiation, which is fishy. So I I thought it was weird. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's kind of pretty obvious that he did it. I'm just yeah. saying, in my opinion, allegedly and all that. Don't sue me. <laughs> so the following year after his brother's passing, Ed's beloved mother passed away. Uh, this caused Ed to sink into a deep, dark depression. During this depression, aid... aid. <laughs> I can read. Uh, during this depression, Ed became fascinated by death cult magazines and books about cannibals. Uh, basically the 1940s version of the dark web. Uh, he worked odd jobs to cover his expenses, but but the bulk of his money came from a plot of land that he had sold that once belonged to his brother, Henry. Huh. Extra shitty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in 1957, the true depths of his depression finally came to light. On November 16th, Bernice Warden was reported missing to police. Uh, she worked at the local hardware store and had not come home from her shift. At the store, the cash register was missing and there was a trail of blood headed towards the back door. Uh, Ed Gein was allegedly the last customer in the store that night, confirmed by a signed receipt. Um, True crime fun fact here. Bernice Warden, so the victim, her son, Frank, was the deputy sheriff and was working on his own mother's case. Uh, One, you can't do that. And two, that's crazy and really sad. I know. I I thought you couldn't do that. But but he he was like on the scene and everything. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know if he was working on it or just like standing there. I don't know. But he was he was there yeah um I also that's really thought sad was, yeah i also thought it was weird um uh police took ed in for questioning uh on a hunch uh he had somewhat of a reputation for being a weirdo at this point in time and police started to put two and two together while ed was at the station officers entered his home to search for evidence but instead found what looked like a scene from a horror movie uh bernice warden's headless body was hanging from the ceiling the oh. article uh, yeah yeah. I, I believe I she was upside down as well. Um, the article I read described her as being field dressed and me being naive and pure. I thought that it meant that she was like wearing overalls or like some sort of farming outfit. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, Molly. for those who don't know, field dress means she was cut open and had her insides removed. That is what you do to deer when you hunt them, apparently. Not overall. Um, so that oh was my really, God, really fun to Google, let me tell you. Because I was like, <laughs> what does field dressed mean? Like, I pictured her in, like, a cute little farmer. Like, I did you not can't... have a good time researching this, you guys. <laughs> you cannot make fun of me for not knowing that one word was Oh, Red God, your dad's going to make fun of me backwards. so much oh, for yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't kill animals. I didn't know it. So yeah, there's your uh your not so fun hunting fact of the day. 
Um, That's so funny. Yeah. Further analysis would find that she had been shot by a rifle before the mutilation occurred, and this was just the very tip of the iceberg. Uh, Police found several other disturbing articles, and these findings are what solidified Ed as one of the most notorious criminals known probably ever. Like, he's probably one of the most popular ones. Yeah. Um, Police found human skulls on bed corner post, skulls that were used as bowls, human skin used as lampshades and chair covers. They found a belt made out of human nipples. They found socks that were made of human flesh and a collection of female genitalia and noses all throughout his house um a lot of the objects were made into like furniture and decor and stuff so it's not like it was just sitting around being dead like he he arts and crafted with some dead things um they also also found strange masks that the neighbors and acquaintances of ed recognized as relics from the philippines allegedly sent by ed's cousins who had served in world war ii however ed lied Ed fucking lied. lied. Really? He would lie? (laughs) He fucking... He lied real Hmm. bad. Um, They turned out to be human facial skin peeled from the skull to be used as masks, thus the inspiration behind Leatherface. Um, On top of that, he had matching skin suits to go with it. He he made full body suits out of human flesh. My stomach hurts so bad right now. I hope no one's eating breakfast or anything while they're listening to this. Yeah. (laughs) Should have put a big old trigger warning, but I mean, it's Ed Gein. If you didn't know this was coming, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry for making you lose your appetite. (laughs) Yeah. So there's pictures of all of these items. A quick Google search away if you are so inclined. I might post some of the, like, less sensitive ones, like, because the skull bowl Okay, this is fucking sick. I was going to say it looks like something I would have in my house, but I mean like the Halloween decoration version of it, not like the real life. The real one. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see what I post, but if you want to Google it, it's all fucking out there, man. Oh, Um, so nasty. Yeah. Um, With literally no other choice here but to confess, Ed told police how he began his collection. He was a grave robber. He dug up bodies, particularly middle-aged women, and stole pieces of them for his sick collection. He did have the decency to deny sexually assaulting the corpses because they, quote, smell too bad. So that's that's nice of him. Um, during questioning, he also admitted to the murder of another local woman named Mary Hogan. Uh, she worked at the pub that Ed frequented and had gone missing in 1954. Her head was later found in Ed's home. Just oh. her head. Um, it's alleged that Ed chose his actual murder victims because they resembled his beloved mother, which sort of leads everyone to believe that he was trying to rebuild her using the flesh and body parts that he collected from the graves. Like his own little personal Frankenstein? Exactly. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, while questioning, County Sheriff Art Shelley allegedly assaulted Ed by slamming his head into the wall, which made his initial confession inadmissible in court. Uh, is that the, the county- guy's, um, it was his mom? No, 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 this is oh, another okay. guy. Okay. Um, uh, the, the police force in general, from what I read, were, like, thoroughly shaken by this case because, like, yeah. it's, it's fucking alarming. Can you imagine walking into that? Like, you don't, ugh. A body is one thing, but this collection is, like... It's a whole other level. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, a lot of the police officers were, like, angry, uh, obviously traumatized, and this guy took his anger out on Ed. Um, 
so this county sheriff actually died in 1968 prior to the trial uh, and it was believed that he died because of the trauma that he uh, experienced investigating the case i'm not sure if it means like it stressed him out so much that he like had a heart attack or if he took his own life it didn't go too far beyond that but they said that this basically led to his death okay um so Ed was eventually found medically unfit to uh, undergo trial, and he was sent to Central ha- Oh my God, Central State Hospital in Wapen, Wisconsin. Wapen. Wapen. That's another one. Someone's going to be on. Wapen. So he's in a hospital. Uh, he was later transferred to Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. In 1968, he was declared fit by the doctors there and finally stood trial for his crimes. Uh, during the crime, or during the crimes, <laughs> during the trial, he was found not guilty by Judge Robert H. Golmar on basis of mental insanity. Um, I what? don't love this finding, but I also understand. Dan to an extent like he uh he had been in a depression for basically his entire life at this point um but you could also like still find someone guilty but like slaughter like something like slap something on him um like if he has to be put into a mental mental institution for the rest of his life that's fine but you can still find him guilty like i feel like there's yeah no i totally agree you can be guilty and ruled Hmm. like too too ill to be in a jail yeah like, that should be the thing i totally like, agree what about what about like the victim's families they're like okay that guy's ill so my mom deserved to die you're right yeah no totally um and uh so he he was genuinely like mentally ill like when yeah his, when his mother passed he went through like a like a weird mental break and he so he took over the house and her three rooms that she sat in i think it was like the kitchen her bedroom and another room he literally like taped off and never like no one was allowed in there no one could touch anything he never like yeah. he made like shrines and stuff so like you could see like something wasn't quite right but i totally agree with you like yeah should have still gone to jail or or not gone to jail but should have been found guilty yeah should have been um, at least at least given that yeah so he he was returned to mendota state hospital where he was held for the rest of his days um ed Gein died of lung cancer on july 26th 1984 um his body was buried at the plainfield cemetery and over the years uh, visitors vandalized the gravestone by breaking it into pieces in the year 2000 the gravestone was actually stolen it was recovered the following year and is currently being kept at by a museum in oh my god another one washara county um so you can actually see uh, a chunk of his tombstone if if that's something you want to do um so, so they I didn't mentioned- put it back like at his grave they're like museum yeah, I don't know if they put a marker in its place, but it just got to the point where, like, there was no point replacing it. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Everyone was going to fuck it up. Um, so I mentioned at the beginning that Ed Gein was the inspiration behind Leatherface, but he's actually popped up a few more times in pop culture. Most notably, two more of the most influential horror-slash-thriller films ever made. Um, he was allegedly the inspiration behind Psycho, which was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, based on Robert Block's book. Um, and he was also the inspiration behind Buffalo Bill and the Silence of the Lambs, which we all know. Yeah. Um, he also inspired a slew of very dark songs, such as Dead Skin Mask by Slayer, Nothing to Gain, spelled like Ed Gain, so like Nothing to Gain, mm-hmm. Witty by Mudvayne, and the <laughs> aptly titled Ed Gain from the Ziggins. 
or Ed, what is his name? Ed Gein? Gein. Ed Gein. I literally, this whole time I thought it was Gein, so I don't know his name anymore. Uh, but the, the just song Ed. is literally just called Ed Gein by the Ziggins. Um, so as horrific as his crimes and collections were, he's somewhat of an icon in the horror community. I don't really love this because he's obviously a sick and twisted killer, but I can understand why. He was the first of his kind. Uh, he made an impact that was kind of felt throughout the world, despite, quote, only killing two women um so usually when a serial killer gains notoriety like that they've killed like 10 plus people yeah i was gonna say a lot yeah so he's he's only ever actually killed two women and he's still one of the most notorious um so it wasn't necessarily collection yeah it wasn't necessarily his crimes that made him iconic but sort of the depravity that was going on behind the scenes yeah uh people have this like desire to understand things and because we really can't we just sort of marvel at the twisted mind behind it mm-hmm. um and it becomes easier to digest when you put it in a fictional setting so all of the movies and books based on him sort of diminish his crimes and make ed himself seem like a thing of fiction but just so we're all aware his crimes were very very real he's not someone to idolize but very he is disturbing. someone to marvel at so that is number five ed gein gein gain <laughs> <laughs> and you had to like start off with the most gruesome one possible i did i had to uh he was one that actually more than one one more than one people more than one person requested that we do him yeah and i wasn't going to because i felt like it was predictable like i left out bundy because it felt predictable yeah but then i was like you know what he is so fucked up let's get into it (laughs) and plus it's a there's a horror movie basically dedicated to him there's it's several creepy. yeah there's there's books there's movies uh we went through some songs like people for some reason are inspired by him yeah i don't and get i would it. hope that it's only in a fictional sense like i said uh but wow like there's other heroes you guys <laughs> literally but like that's uh, so michelle obama so like someone <laughs> yeah anyone but, yeah. but this guy if you guys think you can guess uh, what number four is, that would be fun. Comment on uh, our little Instagram post. See if you can guess who I who or what I do next. Um, I think everyone knows my number one. I think that's going to be pretty boring. <laughs> um, number one. It's um, actually Danielle. One. Yes. It's me. But yeah, me. let us know in the comments if you uh, if you think you can guess. I think that's a yeah. fun game. Yay. Oh, that is a lot of fun. We'll do that. Are we ready for, for spooky time? Spooky time spooky. and spooky season? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're so excited. Um, I don't have a top five necessarily, but I kind of went very Halloween themed. Yeah. So she's trying and, to explain it to me and I'm so freaking curious. And like this episode kind of leads into next episode and then so on and so forth until we have a, just a spooky Halloween mashup of shit. And it's gonna be great. So we're just going to call it top five spooky. Just spooky. It's, and like we said, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so this week I'm going to talk about the witching hour. Ooh. Ooh. So excited. Um, so it can also be known as the devil's hour or the chime hour, which I actually didn't know. I've never I didn't heard know of that, that one. Chime like yeah. wind chime? Yeah, I guess so. Weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to call it the witching hour during this because some, like it's somewhat all of the same, some very just like oh, there the are slightest oh. there's some differences and there's some different takes on it so we're gonna go Shooties. into it yeah but either way they're some they're pretty much similar in some way shape form whatever i think i did that backwards but whatever 
Um, so it's known to be the time when the paranormal are the most active, witches and psychics are at their most powerful. The veil between our world and the spirit world are is supposed to be extremely thin at this time. So spirits, demons, whatever, are able to go back and forth. And because of that, it's the most active for them. And that's why medium doubt. <laughs> yeah. And that's why mediums are said to be active during this too, because that veil is so super thin between yeah. the worlds that they can communicate with these spirits better. So it's just like the best hour for anything paranormal. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot to discuss and there is a lot um of debate on exactly what the witching hour is from who it like pertains to and what time it happens at. Um so it's said that the witching hour is at three AM. So during that hour, every paranormal being is at the most active, like I said. But some people say the witching hour is actually at midnight. So it's like the start yeah, of a I new day. I would assume midnight because that's like the thing for like Cinderella lost her slipper. You know what I mean? It's like the, the you know, the what? <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> We're talking about like paranormal and like Ish. witches and stuff. And she's like Cinderella well, lost her like fucking New shoe. Year's is at midnight. What? Like everything happens at midnight, you know? Because it's the start of a new day. Whatever. It's 3 a.m. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, But people say it's the start of the new day. It could be either or. It's up for debate. You can think what you want. I'm going to say it's midnight then. That's all it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then some people say the devil's hour is between 3 and 4 a.m. And this is suggested by religious script. So they say Jesus was crucified at 3 p.m. So therefore, 3 a.m. is suggested to be like the demonic hour because that time is like the inverse gotcha. of the time when Jesus was crucified. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, 3 a.m. could also be like the devil mocking the Holy Trinity. So oh. the Holy Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy yeah. Spirit. I had to ask Stuart that because I was writing my script. <laughs> I was like researching writing my script and like messaged him because he was upstairs and I was like, "What's the Holy Trinity?" And he was like, "You're so dumb." <laughs> Even I knew that. <laughs> I d- guys, I went to church once. I no, went I went to church twice. Funerals. Yeah, I was like the second time was a, a funeral and that was like a big church. And my mom asked me if I was my feet were on fire, so it was really Amazing. awkward. Were you a kid? No, this was like oh. a couple years ago yeah that's my mom it was um the funeral for my great-grandfather and it was the quiet part my mom was sitting in front of me and she turned around she's like so are your feet on fire yet and she did the most quiet part and i'm like this is so awkward okay so according to some doctors the witching hour could actually have like a scientific explanation so this is where it gets kind of weird and it kind of pulls away from the paranormal aspect and just how your brain works so apparently for most people 3 a.m is when your body hits the the deepest part Mm -hmm. of your sleep so the rem cycle Mm -hmm. so rem occur wow rem occurs that is <laughs> no no idea <laughs> so rem actually we might so i'm gonna get into it um so rem occurs about 90 minutes after you fall asleep so during this sleep stage your eyes move rapidly because it's rapid eye movement that's mm-hmm. what the stage is um hopefully with your eyes closed because that'd be fucking creepy um your breathing becomes faster and irregular your heart rate and blood pressure increase your arm and leg muscles become temporarily paralyzed because during rem this is when you dream the most so your arms and legs being um so you're with your arms and legs being paralyzed it stops you from acting out your dreams oh yeah so sometimes when you wake up out of your rem cycle you're a lot more scared and freaked out because your blood pressure is raised your heart your heart 
and you're coming out of like a dream right wild yeah so, like so those some... dreams when you're falling or whatever and you land that's why you're like extra panicky when you wake up yeah wow. you can dream in other cycles of your sleep yeah but REM is like the most common it's when you're in your deepest so when you come out of that like accidentally it's it freaks you out more because you don't you yeah can't really your body has to catch on. up exactly Whoa. um yeah so you can be like a lot more nervous uh you look at the time and it's 3 a.m and you're like fucking shit a ghost oh, just woke yeah. me up because you're freaked out because that's the most time it depends on when Guys, you do go to science sleep. hour now yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and also the REM cycle is when sleep paralysis can happen i was just gonna ask that because uh, yeah, when so- you said your arms and legs don't move i was like huh it happens quite frequently (laughs) yep so if you're like me and i believe holly and you get sleep paralysis literally every other fucking week (laughs) your body transitions to and from the REM cycle like the sleep cycle is completely out of sync with your brain so your body isn't connected with your brain um that's why when you wake up and you're unable to move it's because your legs and arms are temporarily paralyzed your heart rate and your bp is up because you were just in your rem cycle and it's just a terrifying mess because your brain because ha- because it's at a sink it hasn't connected yeah so your body thinks it's still asleep so you can't move but you're actually like mentally awake yeah and that's what sleep paralysis is and, and you also can actually it- you can actually die during it because you can give yourself a heart attack oh shit that's fucking comforting thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> um <laughs> I was going to say that would explain, like, I don't know about you, but I tend to see things when I'm in, like, a sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that could, is that, like, dream remnants, you think? Yep. Interesting. That's a, you, you, you have, um, when you come out of it, because your your legs and arms are paralyzed, um, you're technically coming out of that dream state, whether you're dreaming or not, you're mm. just coming out of that state, and the way your brain works, it you can it can make you hallucinate so you can see shadow figures yeah and because your REM cycle mo for most people happens around 3 a.m if you have like the normal sleep cycles it happens around 3 a.m so when you wake up you automatically think 3 a.m it's a ghost there's something bad because that's what you've associated it with and that that time has been associated with with ghosts and stuff since forever time so it's yeah it's just amplified that's so fascinating yeah one time i saw a grim reaper and I, I like for That's sure terrifying. thought I was gonna die. Yeah, I remember the first time I had sleep paralysis. I was in, I was living at my parents' house, and I woke up and I couldn't move. And there was something sitting on my chest, but it was like a black figure. And I tried calling out for my mom, and you can't talk either. Yeah. There's nothing coming no, you out, can't. and you freak yourself out. I got to the point where I was able to wake myself up, and my doctor's like, "Stop doing that because you're gonna die. You can give yourself <laughs> a heart attack, and you can die." I remember trying to like scream and i couldn't scream and then when i finally could make sounds it was just like eh, like yeah. the most like faint scream because i was forcing myself yeah. it was fucking wild it's so freaky but then, i like I, sorry i i genuinely thought like i was seeing like a grim reaper like i didn't realize yeah. that it was like a dream thing so i'm questioning everything i thought i knew <laughs> but then sometimes some people say that sleep paralysis actually it can also happen not in that cycle so it could be something like it is associated with the paranormal as well yeah because it's oh i don't know it's just really You're making me second up. guess everything i thought i knew right <laughs> i i've like went into this like really heavily and i was like i'm just psychotic i'm, I'm not actually haunted again <laughs> yeah it's just like it's just a mess yeah but i don't hit my um, rem cycle anymore so i don't have I, it anymore yeah and the I older you really get do. the older you get 
the less time you're in your REM cycle. Just so everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I track my sleep on Fitbit, so I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, I very rarely hit the REM cycle. I usually sleep in like the light. <laughs> like, the whole night. <laughs> just the whole like, night you're just like It's like Man. the light blue and red. That's my whole night. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous, Holly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's just great. If you have, suffer from sleep paralysis, you guys know the pain. So, and it's terrifying. It is. Uh, it's, it's horrifying. It is really bad. Um, so, the witching hour actually dates back to the 1500s when it was first recorded and coined. So, during the 1500s era, the Catholic Church ruined everyone's fun and basically <laughs> shut literally basically shut everything down between three and four a.m. because of the rumors of witchcraft was spreading throughout Europe. Um, so, okay. apparently, anyone who was out and about at between 3 and 4 a.m. was considered to be unholy and was punished. Oh. Yeah, so basically back then, um, they believed that witches were the cause of, like, diseases and the reason, like, political figures were, like, just political shit was happening. Um, so that's why they were, like, killing so many people. They're just blaming all this, like, famine and shit on witches. Um, so this started an uproar of, of the fight against witches, and this pretty much began the spiral of witch hunts and witch... Et- wait, wow, witch... Et- I can't even fucking say it. Witch <laughs> executions? There we go. Nailed um, it. Nailed it. So some people said witches use this hour... Um, as most people were like asleep, so they it was a way of um, avoiding getting caught, um, doing spells and whatever they wanted to do. Um, and others say this is when it was the most powerful. So this was two different kind of stories, but that's what like it builds up this fear between three and four a.m. because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, witches are doing this because one, they're the most powerful during this time, and two, no one's awake during this time, so it's all their fault that. I can't fucking grow my crops. God damn. No, you're just a shitty fucking farmer. <laughs> he must not have had his field dress on that day. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Farming humor. <laughs> so, as uh. most of us know, this bullshit spread like wildfire throughout Europe, leading to many, many, many innocent deaths. It- eventually also spread to other countries including the united states most famously known for the salem witch trials it's estimated that during the 16th and 18th century sixty thousand people were killed during these witch trials so they were wow i didn't know it was that many they were either burned at the stake hanged or beheaded i didn't realize it was that many yep isn't that terrifying holy Mm -hmm. all because some asshole can grow his fucking crops get out of here because they hate women it's yeah. obviously us that did it yeah clearly yeah i got nothing besides fuck you <laughs> <laughs> um so just some little fun facts and urban legends about the witching hour devil's hour i'm not even gonna call it the chime hour because it's kind of lame i've never um, heard that before yeah yeah no um, so ronald defoe jr better known as butch murdered his whole family in the now famously known the amityville horror house yeah we talked about this in our first episode which feels like a decade ago at this point this is episode 35 it was 35 episodes ago guys crazy plus the spooky tales in there yeah Yeah. and i feel like we got a lot better we definitely i hope so i mean you guys stuck around so yeah that too (laughs) (laughs) um so he murdered his whole family on november 13th 1974 at 3 15 a.m during the devil's hour no neighbors heard the gunshots that killed his mother father and four of his siblings there was no signs of a struggle it said that he was actually possessed 
Mm-hmm. And that it's it just it's weird that it's associated with the witching or the devil's hour because it's at three fifteen. Yeah, morning. and the possession rumor. Yeah, it's, yeah, it all it's, fits, man. I I just had to mention it because that's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. And then there is also an urban legend out in New Mexico of La Mala Hora. I didn't look up the name, and I'm probably saying it wrong. So, oops. <laughs> which, close enough. Close enough. Which we trans- were taught French in school, not Spanish. That's a U.S. thing. Yeah, and also I sucked at French too. So, Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this translates to evil hour or the evil one. It said it's supposed to be it's it's a lady, and she's supposed to be a very evil spirit that wanders empty roads during the witching hour, but not 3 a.m. at midnight. The spirit is sometimes um, seen as, like, this woman wearing all black clothing and has long black hair and has a very demonic face. But it can also be seen just as, like, a large black mist that is constantly changing shape. Uh, Yeah, it's usually seen at crossroads. Insert crossroad demon joke right here. (laughs) Supernatural (laughs) joke here. Yeah. Oh, they put the promo out for the last, like, seven episodes. And I, like, I haven't watched the show in, like, five years. And I still cried. (laughs) Is it still? I thought it stopped. Uh, October 8th is the the beginning of the end. I think there's, like, seven episodes left. And then it's... Finally. I thought they were supposed to, like, be done at, like, season 10. But that never happened. Season 5, man. (laughs) Yes. Brutal. (laughs) We're going to get so much hate for that. I'm sorry, but... Uh, sorry not sorry yeah one Um, to five is it man (laughs) um so anyone who sees this demon is at risk of being driven insane or killed it will try and paralyze and hypnotize you and it's also been known to suffocate people oh yeah so if you counter the spirit and don't get like choked out or paralyzed then it's usually considered to be a death omen and you or someone you know will eventually die According to some people, this evil spirit is more feared than the devil himself. And when you ask about this spirit in New Mexico, people will just refuse to talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, they won't, they refuse to, I'm not sure if it's like throughout New Mexico, but they, a lot of people will refuse to go on any abandoned road or any roads during like the witching hour at midnight because they, in like fear of this, this, um, uh, this uh, demonic entity thing this, this, ter- <laughs> this terrifying thing there was one um report this lady um she was in her house i'm not gonna go into too much detail about it but she was in her house and she heard some weird noises and she happened to look out her window and there was this really old lady sitting out like staring at her through a window but it was a very demonic face and this was in new mexico and she freaked out and she immediately thought it was this demon like spirit so she thought she was gonna die and freaked out got in her car drove away and was like freaking out and called the cops and everything like that but then ended up going home and on her when she pulled in her driveway the cops were in her driveway and she got out of her car and the cops that were there were there to inform her that her husband had been killed (gasps) wild yeah during like um he was uh jumped or something like that he was that he was murdered wow yeah and uh i don't know maybe he was suffocated i can't talk to that but you never know (laughs) i was gonna say the uh the way you described what this this entity does sounds like sleep paralysis yeah it does yeah isn't that terrifying connection yes but that's supposed to be a demonic entity during the witching hour and it's associated with the witching hour as of midnight so don't walk empty roads 
in don't, New Mexico in New Mexico. No, don't do it. You know what we're safe. absolutely going to do at some point in our lives? <laughs> Walk empty roads in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. At midnight. At midnight. It's going to be great. So yeah, that is the witching hour. Spooky. I think I already know where next week's going. Yeah, I hope Based on what you've told me. If you guys know where Danielle's going with this, comment in our little Instagram posty post. Yeah. Let us know if you can guess. I'm sure you can guess mine. I hope you can guess mine. I put a little hint in there, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I got the hint. I got it. (laughs) I got it. Watch what she tells me and it's not right at all. I would die. I'd be so funny. I, I, I'll say it after to save myself the embarrassment of having it recorded. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is this is Spooktober. Thanks for celebrating with us. We're gonna come at you next week with more spooky, spooky fun. Yeah, it's gonna be so exciting, and we're so excited for it. And it's our, our time to shine. It's it our, is our time to shine. It's all of our spookies' time to shine. Yeah. We hope you guys are are feeling it. We're fucking. I'm so amped, man. And I you guys this. have sent in so many spooky tales. We're so excited. They're so funny, and I can't wait to share them. Yeah, I think uh, I think we have to share them in Spooktober. We do. I Maybe think there's no choice. Yeah, we're still not going to tell you when. No, but it's Watch coming. Out for it. So. If you have any like super hardcore stories that you need to get in for this special Spooktober spooky tales. Make sure you hit that email link thingy in our yeah. bio on our Instagrams. Or you this can... This is why Danielle says this shit at the this, end and not me. It's Instagrams. <laughs> the Instagrams. Because, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're we're doing it in Spooktober. It's going to happen. Yeah. So if you want to get it in, get it in now. We're just going to shove so much Spooktober in your guys' throats and you're going to have oh, a blast. Oh, you guys are not even ready. We have a few things that we are cooking up. Uh, it's not meth. Um <laughs> we've been working on this for a couple months now and it's just like we cannot believe it's finally happening i know we're so excited so if you want to email in your spooky stories that you want in spooktober our email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com if you want to guess our next episodes you can find us mm-hmm. on instagram at a spooky hour podcast and you can also follow us talk to us we'll talk to holly on twitter at <laughs> a spooky hour and that's twitter it. has been bumping guys thank you so much for being so interactive it's honestly i wish i had i wasn't working so i had more time to reply to everybody because i just do not (laughs) i'm like but you guys are awesome and we're so grateful for you guys i mean we're getting the downloads now are absolutely unreal i know we said five thousand last friday we're at six thousand now and it's been a week and it's just you guys are blowing our minds we did and yeah we don't know what we did to deserve this but yeah. thank you thank you so much um, and keep keep spreading the love uh if you like want to share us or anything make sure you tag us in all your posts so we can share you on our page as well keep telling people let's grow this little cult as big as we freaking can yeah. it's spooktober guys time to get serious <laughs> and you gotta stay spooky you do gotta stay spooky we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye